0: ¡Nintendo! chat for the week of friday november 6th i am jose otero and you are listening to ign's nintendo show joining me once again the reunited original cast we have per schneider with us as always
1: brep brep
0: oh and you're stealing his intro of the great brian Altano, i don't know what you're talking about sitting across from him it's
1: always been mine
0: what, what are you gonna say you got a guten tag guten tag yeah, you guys you guys you guys es, switch Essa a Gurkha <laughs> <laughs> gurka
2: Mean? <laughs> no, no, thank you. Eat
0: my pickle. Yes. <laughs> Did it really? <laughs> yeah. I, t- I failed that of some German. All right. No, I mean, mean it's, it, it sounds German? like you started
1: <laughs> with the essentials. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, and this week we have uh, some things to recap, some things to revisit, uh, and some question box questions. So let's start off with a game that we actually missed discussing on the show, and I apologize to folks because I was really hoping Callie Plaguey could join us this week, but she could not to help drive this discussion, but Chibi-Robo Ziplash. Yeah. Uh, Brian, you've played it, I've played it. Uh, why don't we talk quickly on it? What what is yeah. there to say? So it was a sort of interesting
2: uh, path going into this game. We heard about how this could possibly be the last Chibi Robo game. Chibi Robo games in general have sort of been all over the place in weird. terms of yeah, in terms of delivery, in terms of quality, in terms of play style, like everything. They've been 3D platformers. They've been weird uh, like photo camera collectathons, and this one is more of a traditional. 2D side-scrolling platforming game on mm-hmm. the 3DS. Uh, the main hook to get everyone in the door this time around was that there was an amiibo in the box, and I think that's really why a lot of people bought this game. <laughs>
0: Honestly, let's let's be totally honest okay. here. And it's a really so cool. Had nothing looking to amiibo. do with swinging the plug and actually having like an action game, which is something people knew. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I mean, I think that helped. That think. It does help. Yeah.
2: Uh, I think that knowing going in that it was this, we were kind of, uh, or maybe b- we built up the expectations that it was a sort of Bionic Commando esque, Metroid, Castlevania style. Felt like TV. Chibi-vania
0: to me. Yeah. Chihuahua. Yeah. I like that. I like it.
2: Um and then uh, I actually I put maybe about 6 or 7 hours into the game really trying to find if I loved if I, if I liked it or not or if I hated it. And that's it's a weird thing to be, right? Like yeah. I'd rather kind of know where I I live on something.
0: If out of the gate you aren't impressed, it's hard to yeah. kind of Get an upward momentum from there. Yeah, okay.
2: and, and and it was also weird to sort of pick this up in a retail box with a with an amiibo in it. I, I think this is kind of this would have served better as a sort of very cheap kind of downloadable game, mm. um, budget priced, and I. I don't really, I don't really like it.
0: So, what doesn't work for you? Because I feel mechanically, it sounds like the idea of sort of swinging the plug to to hit different enemies. There are collectibles hidden in the level, which I've seen before. Yeah, and the zip lash—the idea that you sort of charge it up and then swing it to get to other areas—you get like these special abil- abilities. Excuse me, tied to that, held my attention. Yes, but, I but think- doesn't
1: it feel loose? I mean, don't, do you feel like? when you are doing those actions it feels good
0: it it is in between it works. feels feel yeah it works if it, it's in between good and sort of so-so yeah um cuz i do feel like at some points it, it's not quite as responsive as i would like um
1: because think about like when you play something like super castlevania like yeah. right like when you ex- when you like th- Throw the whip, and then you can actually move it around. Like that interaction feels good. It's like yeah. cool to mess yeah. around with yeah. it, and yeah. it feels like there physics there. Yeah. It's a little different in this game. Oh no, absolutely.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. No, I'm with you. I, I don't. I, I don't think it ever. The core gameplay never really totally clicked with me. Um, it felt okay at times. I thought that sort of like. Uh, platforming along and and lassoing things the different types of lassos were a little confusing at first but Mm -hmm. being able to do that stuff felt okay when
0: the control scheme was non-traditional which I think to me uh, set off a man you have to really Leave it to Chibi Robo to be the game that goes against the norm for where like jump would be, for where swing would be, for where like some of these actions we know
2: should be. Yeah, you're no, you're totally right. And that threw Mm. me off, especially for like a traditional kind of hardcore Nintendo platforming guy. Mm. It was a little weird for me. But my issue was not so much with the main levels, but the ones that alternated with it. And that was a lot of the vehicular based levels. Oh, I heard those, yeah. They were very, very difficult to control and not in like a kind of fun way in sort of like maybe I can master this. Like, I remember playing some of like the the levels in the original Donkey Kong Country Returns mm-hmm. where they were vehicle-based and they were motion-controlled and it was like, okay, this is tough but I can get good at this, I can master this. This felt more like constantly fighting against itself and cumbersome. Now the problem with that is the way the level progression goes is you don't actually finish a level and go on to the next one. You finish a level and then spin a prize wheel to see if you can roll the dice to land on the next stage, but chances are you'll land on one you played already, which is completely counterintuitive mm. to me in terms of somebody that is trying to progress. Leave which it to TV to yeah, pull that one, yeah. Which is the, the object of most video games. It is to progress, to head forward. Yeah. So I would unlock maybe three levels in a row, and then go on to get play the fourth one, spin a wheel, and land back on the second one.
0: It wants to be charming. Like, I feel like they put a lot of effort into, all right, and now you spin and yeah. go to the next one. But then it comes with the caveat, well, if you really just want to land on the next one, buy ones for all of the slots. Yeah. It's like, this is such an inconvenience. Just toss me into the yeah. next stage. I think you are you should have the confidence to do that. It's very cool yep. that you think I'm dope enough to handle stage six when I'm on stage one. So there's a- I like that there's a chance to do that. How yeah. Clever. Why? Yeah, why, right? <laughs> Isn't like, that weird to yeah, go from level one to yeah, level just, six? Just make it. Let me choose whatever I want. Then, it's like, a completely it, arbitrary yeah. difficulty
2: spike. It makes and, no sense And, and I that. feel like the, I, I see what you're getting at in that they wanted to make it kind of charming. But there are charming solutions to that problem, or not even a problem, that Nintendo's offered for decades now. Which is like when you finish a stage in a platforming game, say Super Mario Land, right? You're presented with that like mini game of like there's a the ladder going up and down. and You pick a power up. Kirby, you get that uh, kind of prize pit with the claw and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. There's, there's ways to do that. Even Super Mario World where you get that rotating puzzle where you have to line up and match three.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, there's really cool ways to sort of reward a player with something just ended and we want to give you a fun little game to play. And Chibi-Robo giving you a prize wheel that allows you to have no control over where you head next is is not my cup of tea. It
0: definitely mm-hmm. took the air out of the tires for me yeah. a little bit because it's like, what? like Why? But then you keep playing. Um, I've, I've, I've just put it down. I, I think... It's a good enough platformer, but I don't think it excels in the way I expect Nintendo games to kind of pick up and Excel. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I just
1: haven't played enough of it to mm-hmm. really form an opinion on it. My my daughter's been hogging the game; she really likes the character. I, I think the I character think the character's is character's really great. cool too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have the amiibo, of course. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna put some more time into it. It's just like you know my first impressions. Uh, Nintendo is known for nailing mechanics of platform games. Like the m- the reason why I love Mario so much more than, say, Little Big Planet or any other kind of platform-based games is just the control is so good, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that my first impression was like, ah, you can tell this is not
2: core Nintendo. It's, yeah, it's not. You know? It's not immediately apparent that this thing feels tight as tight as the yep. rest of their platforming. Yeah, history, totally. You know, okay. and that's a bummer because just like you said, that's. That's what Nintendo does best. Yeah, and they don't get enough credit for the feel, right? Yeah. Like, the yes. way these games feel is yeah. often so, so good. Yep. Yeah. Like, so it's not a bad game. It's not an awful game by any means. But um, it's a cumbersome game with some cool stuff and then some very poor design decisions that make it difficult to, to push forward.
1: Which is frustrating because the character is great. Yeah. The concept of the plug and everything is great, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you could do so much with it. The world yeah. is
2: cool. The, ami- yeah. the Amiibo stuff is cool. Mm-hmm. Um it's just you know it's kind of a bummer it, d- it didn't all gel it didn't all come together yeah and
0: it's always nice to see a game that plays with scale and they definitely have that in their favor yeah um, so then let's move to another uh, big Nintendo game which just came out Yo-Kai Watch is here it's 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 out now in stores you can buy it right now if you want uh, we have a review up uh, I very much agree with Callie we yep. had a lot of conversations about that game it? we gave it 7.2 mm-hmm. <clears throat> which is good yeah. in, our, in our vernacular for folks Um some of the the positives being the world itself and how interesting it is to kind of discover these characters called yokai. Um, and just finding out that, just like, uh, you know, we said on the show before, there's an app for everything, there's a yokai for everything, which yeah. is sort of a cute um, plot device. I will say, though, as a plot device, I feel like it can run itself thin because it's just the yokai of the, of the week or the yokai of the chapter, essentially. But regardless, uh, the world's really fun, uh, but battle mechanics are, the game kind of plays itself, which is... Mm-hmm both a good and bad thing um good in that you you sort of just play this coach who you know as yokai have enough power to unleash special moves uh they're called ultimates. you play a mini game on the bottom screen to quickly get them to do that while the action continues on the top screen so each yokai has four moves And they deploy them at will, however they want. So sometimes it's a status move, sometimes it's an attack, sometimes it's something else. But you control when they unleash their most powerful move. And then if they become impure, if they become, uh, I believe the wording is, I forget. But basically when, when they can't fight, you rotate them out of the front field of, of fighting you rotate them to the back set and you can then fix them and then gain experience and play another minigame it feels very geared for kids like the whole experience feels like something that it is if I was yeah. if I was 10 mm. or 12 years old this is absolutely a cool thing to watch and be a right. part of yeah. um, I think though unlike and I hate to bring up Pokemon but unlike Pokemon I feel like you Pokemon can skews so much wider and Pokemon I think they did always it by been, accident yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah maybe right or, or maybe
0: on purpose yeah
1: yeah it's uh, Pokémon just nailed everything mechanically and just the you know, just the addiction of wanting to to catch all these different creatures. Like, there's so many little elements that work across all age groups.
0: Yeah, and and that's the thing, right? The collection aspect is what I feel really hooked people with Pokemon because the rules were very clear. Mm-hmm. You use this Pokeball, or you use a Master Ball, yep. or you use an Ultra Ball, or the special Super Duper yeah, well, Ball. You, and you that's have this
1: discovery it. built in. You're like, oh, yeah. I can't catch that one with the regular one. Yeah, and, yeah.
0: Yeah. Whereas in Yokai Watch, it is a random event. Mm-hmm. Uh, if a yokai decides to join you, unless it's part of the story. So yeah. in the story, you'll meet a certain yokai, like tell, for example, will join you on site. She just goes, all right, you got me. Ding, mm-hmm. Here's my medal, keep moving. And the collection of the medals is just as, I feel, addictive as what Pokemon brings to it, where you have all of these different Pokemon you can capture. However, making it a random event makes it such a tedious thing, because you can fight a thing like five mm-hmm. to 10 to how many times, and, So-and-so just doesn't feel like joining you. And you can feed them. Like, if you throw certain food to a foe, Mm -hmm. uh, you can entice them to join you. But it still feels incredibly random, uh, which is a bummer.
1: Yeah, and that's where, you know, it's the old, uh, you know, Batman, Chris Nolan line, right? Like, why do we fall? And it's like you want to – like, you are – Incentivized to try again when it is you who failed, mm-hmm. right? Like, I, I remember games, you know, like, take, what was it, Mortal Kombat Mythologies. Like, you get to a platform, you're like, I, I, do I jump across? What do I do? And you <laughs> jump, you die, and you're like, well, that's not fun, yeah, right? Uh, like, I died not because it was me. I died because I couldn't see where to go. Mm-hmm. And, like, I feel like game games that work... You feel like when you were responsible for not catching something, you're gonna try again. Yeah, and like mm. you do feel that in Pokemon. You're like, oh, I didn't bring the health down enough. Mm-hmm. You know, like I just need to do a I mean, little bit more, and like, or something. And else. then you can see the the ball shaking. You're like, ah, oh, damn, right. Like, and then you incentivize to try again. And so when that is not, when the rules either aren't clear
0: or it is completely random, it like after a while you don't feel like doing it. Yeah, right. Yeah, the only other thing I will comment on, and then Brian, if you want to chime in with anything, I I thought it was ridiculous to me that this game does not acknowledge it is taking place in Japan. Mm -hmm. Like, it is 100% a Japanese neighborhood. The first place you go to in the forest is right next to a shrine, which you don't see, you know, every day. Um, I get it, though. Like... You know, being American, I understand that we are a melting pot of culture, and you can stumble into, like, a Japanese shrine, let's say, perhaps, if you live, you know, maybe on the West Coast, where, you know, in Seattle, for example, or maybe in San Francisco, there's, like, a Japanese garden Mm -hmm. uh, if you go over to Golden Gate Park. Yeah. So, I get that that's part of life, but it's just weird to me that there are rice ball treats. There are convenience stores and places specifically feel set up like you live – like, this is Japan. Yeah. Like, why not embrace that? And they do a great job of sidestepping it. They do a great job of still localizing everything so that it's relatable and fun. Uh, The main character and their problems feel very, very, very much like something you would understand. But they don't tell you it's not Japan either. No. uh,
1: See, I don't have... It's Springdale. But see, I don't (laughs) have an issue with that, right? Like, that's a direct translation of the Japanese word, the characters, right? Like, probably. And... I I don't have a I don't have a problem with that it feels it's very anime right like you can watch an anime that is completely set in Japan and it's Shibuya and everybody has blue hair right right or they look like westerners and like it's, it's this kind of like every man approach where it's like it doesn't matter
0: where it is yeah uh, like that that kind of stuff doesn't matter but i me. think childhood is relatable you, no matter where it is yeah and i think that if you if it, and this is an aside i don't think this yeah. hurts the game at all i just want to get this out there cuz it has bothered me um i do feel like there was an opportunity here where kids could be introduced to this foreign culture understand right. that culturally a yokai is relevant and figure out a way to just kind of I don't know. Does Dora teaches kids how to speak Spanish? Like easily. Like I feel like Yokai could have introduced kids to a more Japanese like yeah. culture, and I feel like it completely sidesteps that. And it's not to the game's detriment, though. I do want to yeah. say that they pull this off. They pull it off in my mind. Well, outside of. Or the rice ball treats. The, re- the reason, the, But the reason why mm. I don't mind it, we've talked
1: a little bit about this topic before. My famous example that I love to use is the original Goemon on Super NES, right? Where mm-hmm. they translated the character's name as like Kid Ying and Doc Yang. And <laughs> right, those are Chinese things, right? Applied to a Japanese world. And so it becomes this kind of like, it, it's almost like, I mean you got the translators obviously speak Japanese and yeah. know that this is all based in like Japanese folklore and the monsters come from like fol- folklore but they chose to muddle mud, mud, like, muddle the waters and have Chinese concept in it that's not what this game
0: so does much but since this game then. doesn't
1: do the this is no. a donut instead of a rice ball it right. says it's a rice ball they don't call it an onigiri but okay. they call it a rice okay. ball so i feel like it's not it's not offensive. I hear you.
0: You're the yeah. you eternal teacher, right? You want you want kids to learn something about that. I do. That. Sure. I do. Which they don't. Yeah. yeah. At all. But like, I also understand the localizers are in a situation where you only have so many windows of text to work with yeah. to explain what's happening. So maybe that was also the maybe, Well yeah. it feels it's
2: like it, when you watch Rumble in the Bronx with Jackie Chan <laughs> <laughs> and you're like there's no mountains in the Bronx. Oh, I said right? that immediately. I was like,
0: like and I have you're not seen that are watching that movie, that and you're like, hold
2: on, wait a minute. So why are you calling this
0: the Bronx? You know? I grew up in the Bronx. Yeah. I watched that movie and was they're... like, where the heck is this? Yeah. You get, you're on outside, you're looking around on your yeah. roof like, so the Are the Appalachian Mountains that so close? Like, like, I don't understand. You know, it's like, it's how Vancouver
1: is like, or, uh, is, yep. is like every city in every movie, right? Like the X-Files and there. everything. Yeah. But like, it, it's fine when it's generic, but like, uh, did you guys see G.I. Joe? Yeah. There's a scene where they fly through the sky and and they're saying they're landing in Munich or something and yeah. like it's clearly the dome the cathedral in Cologne right sure. and it's it's like one of the most famous buildings in like Gothic architecture and they're like, all right we're gonna jump down on Munich I forget which city it was but yeah. it wasn't Cologne yeah. it's like why yeah. why not just say it's Cologne I know, like, yeah why? I don't like, I, know like especially
2: for for the audience watching that movie yeah. at that time no one would care and I think the same thing yeah. goes for Yokai watch like if you just say it's Japan yeah. uh, it's fine because I mean you look at yeah. the title of the game, and that's kind of the door you're walking into to begin with, you mm-hmm. know? Like, we yeah. don't have that word yokai in America. <laughs> yeah. We don't. Yokai <laughs> That being said, I think American uh, <laughs> kids would eat rice balls if – they were on every street corner, and if you filled them with maybe not the ones that are, are filled and, with and what things. is named okaka, because
1: I, f- I feel like especially you know no, the Hispanic community good, would have an oh, issue with that. And then yeah. there's you know we have a the, problem like yeah, think. the, the dried bonito flakes too. that probably not that many people would love that yeah, much. Well, those are gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. My kids love all that. Really? Stuff, oh yeah. Oh man. No, yeah, I, I couldn't do it. But,
0: but to just bring us back good. to to the the original point, the game is good. I think it is definitely worth checking out. You should know that the battle system does play itself a little bit, and if that's okay for you, yeah. um, and you're okay with this sort of random yokai catching. Mm-hmm. I think there's a really entertaining game still here at the end of the day, and ultimately that's something that you should you should check out. or If not, if you have a kid, I was considering getting it for my niece. I had my sister ask, does she know what a yokai is, or does she know what the game is? Uh, she said, yeah, no interest. Yeah, but that I, may be you know for a listener uh, that may be different for you. Yeah. So check out, see yeah. what your kids think.
1: My, I mean, my fourteen-year-old do- daughter is wants to play it, but she's she's. Just wrapping up Nino Kuni too. Mm-hmm. And I think she's at this age where she's discovering, oh, the makers behind this game are making other things, right? Mm-hmm. And so she's connecting this now to the Leighton franchise too. And like, I think once you discover a favorite
0: game maker, you want to see more of them. Oh, and absolutely. So, you know, she, I think she really wants to see what's right. Like. I think that's the first thing that happens to all of us as gamers mm-hmm. is once we start to understand, oh man, that guy made this too. Yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah. go play that. Yeah. And yeah, see what
2: that's like. Yeah, like, there's yeah. a talented team behind this. Yep. Yeah, I'll say with Yo Kai Watch, it's interesting. You, the, the Pokemon thing you brought up is, is very very smart because it, that game does play to all ages. Like I'm playing Yoshi's Woolly World, World right now. Really hard name to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does that excellent Nintendo thing where you can, uh, people of all ages can fly through the stage and reach the flagpole at the end and totally understand. Uh, but to like really dig deep and go into the nooks and crannies and find mm-hmm. all the stuff in 100% level takes some serious work. Yeah. Uh, so that has that sort of plays to all ages approach to it. Whereas Yo-Kai Watch, I felt like the battle system was immediately not off putting, but immediately something where I was like, this is something for a child who hasn't, who is still totally ingrained with the joy of repetition. Whereas, like, I mean, when I was five years old, we would go to the video store and my dad would be like, what do you want to watch? And I'd be like, I want to watch Return of the Jedi. And I want to see the, <clears throat> the Transformers animated movie. And we rented those tapes over and over and over again yeah. until one time we brought them in and the guy was just like, you, like, these are all worn out. Like
0: you owe me twenty dollars. You no, know, it was like a
2: hundred fifty dollars back oh, then. You wow. know to, Yeah, it was expensive. Yeah. But yeah, he didn't do that because he was but, nice. He was just like, oh, you really love. I have to order a new copy of Return of the Jedi. Um, kids, you can put a kid in a room and he'll watch Finding Nemo a thousand times. Yeah. But you give an adult the three touchscreen minigame uh, contraption things that you have to go through to complete a battle in Yokai Watch, and you get pretty bored of it after a few minutes. Yeah. Or at least I did yeah. personally. Yeah. Um, and I kind of wish there was an update where you could be like, I oh, yeah, how about we don't put that there? Like for mm-hmm. a kid, it's really cool. You have a kid, the thing, and he's like twirling and he's tapping and he's like, mm-hmm. he's really into all that. Really but busy. me, I feel like I got a lot of that touchscreen stuff out of the way. 10 years ago when yeah. the ds came out and i was like this is fun this is fun like when i was doing like feel the magic at the ds launch and i was going through every the gamut of all the I, i'm i'm dancing around the word gimmicky because i really mm. hate the oh, way man. i don't like the way that word is used to describe basically any impetus of of, of control or well, any change
0: uh, of input rather right, yeah exactly, that exactly. really gets on my nerves yeah I, I, I,
2: I yeah stop if you use that word a lot like Think about when you use it and attribute it to the times where it maybe works and figure out the 99 times where it doesn't and stop using it there. But um, there there are a lot of cases where I just felt like I kind of want to just do this battle. I don't really want to sit here and and twirl or crank a thing or Mm -hmm. tap or or slice or all this kind of stuff like that. So that being said, aside from that, I think the world is gorgeous. I think it's Bursting with charm. There are so many cool characters. One of
0: the best-looking 3DS games I've yeah.
2: seen. Yeah, I think even the sort of, like, the touchscreen to find ghosts, like, mm-hmm. that's a very... Involved. very smart. Very it's,
0: involved. And it's very clever.
2: Yeah. Uh, it, ma- it always makes me feel like there's something I should be looking for in an environment and to think twice about things. Uh, I think it's very quirky, very funny. The dialogue's great. There's a lot. Uh-huh. The music's really good. There's a lot of really cool stuff there. But the battle system... At its core is something that's just a little thin for me, <clears throat> so I would rather e- either see it go completely, like non-existently thin, mm-hmm. or more robust. Like right now, it's right in the middle between mm-hmm. like it's very thin, but it's masked by these touchscreen mini games <clears throat> uh, instead of just like the Pokemon thing, which is a little more involved, or yeah. even something like Zelda, which is basically hack and
0: slash.
1: You yeah. know. Yeah. So yeah. I uh, don't ha- oh, go ahead. No, and I but I think that that sort of feedback is is. Good now, right? Like the if if you think uh, sorry, that didn't make any sense? But if you think of Leighton <laughs> and how that franchise started, right? Like if you go back to the first game, it feels very, it feels almost unpolished outside of the cutscenes and everything. Oh, yeah. It feels unpolished, like the puzzle design yeah. and the solving. Yeah. And like this developer gets better with time, and I think. I, I think more people are going to have that experience. And, w- and
2: we're in a weird, like, games are weird now. And I talk about this a lot these days in that, like, when you leave them for a while, they change. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't used to happen. You would God. just... You would buy Pokemon on Game Boy Color or Game Boy and you'd leave it on your shelf and you'd come back a year later and still be there. Maybe the battery would be dead. yeah, That's yeah. not the only yeah. thing that would happen. But nowadays, like you leave from Mario Maker for a little while and you uh-huh. come back and there's new skins and there's there's checkpoints. And it's like, oh, well, they listened to one of the major complaints about that game yep. and they fixed it. Yeah. Uh, games games evolve and grow and sometimes mm-hmm. shrink or dissipate. It's, it's very... It's a very different time now. So it, I think that, like, as critics and as gamers everywhere, if, like, if there's something that isn't working in a game or something you're not entirely happy about, like, talk about it and speak up. and yeah. Maybe, maybe, then maybe... Yokai Watch Two Electric Boogaloo will have a very different combat system. I, I have a feeling it will. So. Yeah, well, I mean the two just, is done. Yeah. Three, to,
0: hopefully no, three is the one where the changes. happen.
1: Yeah. To clarify, obviously on the 3DS, it's not a it's not a machine where games get patched, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like the it is possible to do certain things, but like you have
2: well, to no, they, make they changes
1: at the OS level and with obviously with downloadable games. Yeah. But you know, okay. cartridge based games, um, yeah. it's not going to change.
0: No, but the, but they do still patch stuff. I mean, am uh, sorry, just to is I know you're true? going with a I, different point. Well, uh, Codename Steam, they patched in the way that's, to speed up battles. Right, Yo-kai Watch actually true. had a patch this morning that I don't know what it did. Um, but there are there are loose examples where something is either discovered that's a problem. The, or no, there's a, there's an, an entire a section
2: place. on the eShop that always fascinates me, mm-hmm. and it's it's and it's called games with updates. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, my favorite
1: game. So, so just to clarify, the three unlike. Unlike the Xbox and the, the PlayStation, even the Wii U, 3DS is largely an offline console, right? Yeah, like The number yeah, of people right. who, who connect online is very small. Yeah. And so you, Nintendo doesn't want to get into the, hey, you need to update this game to fix something very, very
0: serious. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah,
1: yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. But,
0: but it does happen. Mm-hmm. So you brought up Mario Maker's update, which yeah. is out. Yeah. Checkpoints, welcome to that. Uh, you have power-ups that will switch places. So if yep. you're already a Super Mario, you'll get a Fire Flower, things like that. Cool. And new event courses, um, which are separate from a new curated maker section. So let's tackle these separately. So the sure. event courses are really cool because they're basically themed around... As Nintendo is known to do, Nintendo is very good at promotion. Uh, they have a Totem Link uh, sprite that you can unlock by playing a stage dedicated to The Legend of Zelda. It seems oh, is that make. how you get it? Yeah, no. th- that's how you get it. You just have to finish the stage. Uh, you also have a sprite for Mario-kun, which is a manga take on Mario. Um, it's actually a-, a series that runs in Japan. Uh, you can unlock that. And then as a surprise twist. One of my favorite um, Japanese personalities, actually... The host of Game Center CX has three stages as part of this event uh, – download, release, Mm -hmm. whatever – Um, these are stages that he played on stage that we actually talked about on the show, which was when we first started going, oh my God, Mario Maker is going to be really good. This was one of the first cases of where we finally really started to see the crazy potential of it. So those stages are available to download, and if you beat, uh, I think, any one of them or one of them, you get the host as a character, which to this side of the world means very little to a lot of people. (laughs) And I just want to put Mm -hmm. out there that um, Game Center CX is an amazing show. You should do some homework and look into it but um and it it is very fun in that when even when he beats the stage he sings a song uh-huh. on his way out uh but i'm very glad that that part of this exists the whole event courses and they also have the facebook uh, stage uh focused yeah, 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 on love the, yep, Ship yep, yep. of Love or something yep. like that yeah. also a very fun stage very fair which I absolutely love that stage did not feel cheap yep. whatsoever um, but you should check those out
2: we, we've said this before on the show but uh, if you want to do a little more homework the Retro Game Master
0: uh, is part of this Game Center series that, that game series yeah. it's mm-hmm. a,
2: you, you can hunt it down on DS I think a couple came to America and a couple came or Japan exclusive mm-hmm. and they're kind of expensive they're really hard to find but they're really really awesome games it's basically centered around these two kids who are sitting in their, their mom's living room Room like we all did when we were little kids sitting in front of Nintendo and they're basically putting in different cartridges and trying out different yep. games and challenging mm-hmm. each, each other. And they get video game magazines in the mail that have cheat codes and stuff like that. It's incredibly meta. It's so charming and it's really, really fun. So if you can hunt those down, go on eBay and, and go Yeah, get them. absolutely.
0: Yeah. Well, and then we have the uh, makers list got curated and so, Perry, uh, you have feedback. Well, it's you have a lot, lot
1: less successful. The, the event stages were... You know, thoughtful, funny, interesting. Like I, I, you know, granted, I haven't played all of them, but I was a little underwhelmed just by the the quality of the, the stages in the maker and, section and the yes, and the lack of, uh, yeah, the lack of information. Like, who are these people, right? <laughs> right. Like I'm getting uh, the uh, okay. They they do something funny, right? Like they have one is the undo dog. Yeah. The undo dog made a level, and it's all like dog themed. It yeah. has like bones. Like they put the pipes, cross them to look like uh, dog bones and stuff. And it's fun, but it's not a it's not a very good stage, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And that, that's like it's, uh, some of the other stages I played. I mean, there were literally, literally like here are, like six goombas in a row, and like it's it's a fair stage or something, or you know. Um, uh, it, it felt very Japanese. It felt very like very much lacking of context context, right? Like it'd be different if you get like, hey, Leo DiCaprio made this stage and you're like, well, I know Leo is no game designer, but it's kind of cool to play something and see yeah, what he comes absolutely, up with yeah. but I be- would play his stage people a you don't know are made up characters and then not very special stages. Um, left me a little cold.
2: yeah, the uh, the discover issue that I've had with Mario Maker since launch has kind of been a big one my my main concern is that I feel like the kind of auto run mm-hmm. sort of like flash in the pan check out this one idea and stretch over the course for two minutes type of levels mm-hmm. have kind of risen to the forefront whereas the some music
1: ac- like a lot of music stages yeah. or yeah. don't move yeah, don't yeah move a lot stages, of the yeah. like
2: press right don't mm. move press down don't touch anything a lot of the just yeah. jump once you know like that's the name of the stage and it's then it's, it's Rube Goldberg machine yeah. which are very pretty and they're very cool to look at um, varying degrees of success and- with them but I feel like if you've seen five of them You've seen all of them. They
1: very much they remind me of YouTube in a way yes. that you know you know there's
2: a huge audience of
1: kids and you know I've said this before but Minecraft alone is uh, is like five percent of all of YouTube's views right. right and it's because people want to kind of watch these things and use use this game as entertainment and watch things over and over mm-hmm. right music videos biggest category on, on YouTube right content you rewatch and I feel like that's how some players in, uh, experience Mario Maker they may not enjoy the tough stages and the frustration they just want to see these cool things and just watch and then do it again and go this is so awesome right like there's
2: definitely an audience for that and we see a lot of those or we see see the this is the hardest stage yeah. ever made. Yeah, yeah You no. know, I remember we, we were, Jose and I, were doing our challenge levels to each other. I made a very difficult stage for you, but I made one that, like, I ultimately wanted you to be able to finish. You know, it wasn't my job to just completely. You, do
0: you really? That
2: was
1: really you? your thought. That <laughs> was a mean stage. <laughs> was man. It was a mean. That's the one with the
2: saws. Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was a mean stage. Yeah. but That was, but there was really there going was through a, your mind. I want to be fair, Jose. <laughs>
2: You're right. It was okay. It was a, it was a little over the top, but there was a frequency and a rhythm to how sadistic
0: it was right Mm -hmm. like i mean actually it followed its own i want to settle this beef we should go one more round (laughs) in a video series on ign i challenge you brian o'tonnell this is the equivalent of a glove slap okay Let's go one more time in Mario Maker. I would love to do you that with you. I would right. absolutely love to do that you with you. No, you guys never to uploaded
1: your original stages, Well, you? this Did stage will get uploaded them? because
0: yeah. I didn't want to recreate mine. I have things to do. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Internet. Um, He's playing yeah, Destiny. I'm dropping the challenge right <laughs> yeah. here. Do you accept? Yeah, I accept the challenge. Okay, let's do are that. We, are, we, are we making hard levels for each other? Yeah, let's make one more very, like, not Are impossible. we making good hard levels or weird hard levels? Good hard levels. Not impossible. Mine wasn't
2: impossible. No, yours wasn't impossible, but yours was like a head scratcher. I was like,
0: Wait, what? <laughs> I was trying to confuse you. you I, know, like to, get, I like to keep my enemies confused.
1: It's, I mean, I'd be curious to see, you know, if there are any other Mario Maker creators who have experience with this, right? Like, <clears throat> we I, I feel like because we're on a show like this, we get a little bit of a bonus where, you know, sometimes people see our name and we'll click on something. But in my list of created stages, the hardest level, the challenge I built for you, Jose, has by far the most plays, right? right? Like, it outperforms all the other ones. It's probably one of my weaker levels, has mm-hmm. a clear rate of 2% only. Right. Um, whereas, like, I have one level that has a 40% clear uh, clear rate and some, uh, like, 8, 10, 12 and stuff. Well, well I was just a, curious
0: if you, other people are seeing yeah. that, that their harder stages
1: actually get more plays.
0: Yeah. Well, listening to the discussion we had before I issued this challenge. Sorry, Brian. No, I had that's a to fine. corner you somewhere. Yeah, don't challenge um, me and apologize. That's not nice. Um, uh, yeah, I had to pull it somewhere. I'm, I'm so, so sorry. sorry. <laughs> um, but seriously, slap. <laughs> no, but it sounds like uh, slap twice. Um, <laughs> the... It sounds like, first of all, Mario Maker is really just missing categories, like ways to just categorize things. So if yeah. there was a section that was just Ruth Goldberg, I'd be fine with that because I know what I'm walking yes, into that's exactly versus it. the featured section versus other things. Yeah. And it sounds like they thought about... You know sort of sorting things out by region, uh, sorting things out by difficulty. Yeah. but I feel like they didn't anticipate the directions people would take things where it's like, Oh, we want to make music stages, we want to make Rube Goldberg stages. Here are the 10 toughest yeah, stages yeah. currently in Mario Maker. Uh, so, what if there was like, like 10
2: are, 10 like kind of a, a keywords you could use to define your stage, yeah, or just
0: tiles was... like ways to just tag your level so that or yeah. the community tags the level saying something? I mean, you have to put some trust in the community though. I, then at that point, I yeah.
1: wonder if that was if that was a kind of product you got to release it to decision or if it was a we don't know what people are going to do with this tool set decision right. where they want to wait and see some of the content come out first right I think
0: it's a little, yeah. a little yeah, column A yeah, because
1: totally. yeah music category a, a kind of don't move category would be really nice mm-hmm. um But, you know, on the other hand, it's like uh, how granular do you want to go? Do you want, you know, buy tile set and all that? I I don't know how much people are actually willing to search and filter, you know. Like from the world of web design, I know it's very difficult to get people to go Mm -hmm. and and actually filter. No,
0: sure. I mean you look at like even the App Store, right, where if you go check what are the top grossing games of all time, you just check – all games you're not going through rpg or at least yeah. i don't i don't go through like music and, or things like that and I the think more the, casual the audience the less they filter yeah but if there is a clever way to sort of present that information i think you can train a user to do that and the, i think you can get around that hurdle but it depends on how you do it also you sh- i feel like nintendo should be incentivizing people to <laughs> to not make impossible stages. Like, it's not just that I should be able to see a player count, but if, let's say, 30 or 40 or 50% of the people who play the stage are beating it, maybe I get a medal. Maybe I get something very cool given to me because I am treading that line of too difficult and too easy. Yeah, right? no, I, I agree. There
1: needs to be more of an incentive system. And that's ultimately, we started by talking about the, the new stuff that got added, right? And, of, and I tried here. out, I haven't published a level yet, but I tried out the checkpoint thing, so easy to use, right? Yeah. Like very, yeah, I mean, you just shake the arrow and you plop and you it down. you have to go and, through the checkpoint in
0: order to finish the stage. You can't just upload something with a busted checkpoint. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so... Um, yeah
1: all all that stuff uh and and the I mean the tiered upgrade system is a little less intuitive, right um but uh ultimately, it's an indicator that they're working on this game mm-hmm. and that it will improve, and that I think that's great because it's yeah. already really, really good, mm-hmm. and uh, you know for all the complaints we have about you know kind of levels that look the same or levels that aren't fair, there are a lot of great stages in they there are you yeah there really are I, you just have to once you start. Finding a stage you like and you look at the related stages, you will actually notice that, that they are creating algorithmically, like, recommended,
2: suggested patterns. And so and, you can and, find other great stages. And that's been my favorite thing about Mario Maker so yeah. far is finding those rabbit holes and kind of falling mm-hmm. down them, being like, oh, nice. this this stage led me to this one and yeah. this one and this one. Because, I mean, it's also really, really illustrated, and we've said this for a very long time, but how in- just incredibly difficult it is yeah. to make a just a solid, traditional Super Mario stage. Like, you can go in and you can make these hardest thing ever challenges. You can make these music stages and Rube Goldberg machines. But to make a stage that would have fit perfectly into the back half of Super Mario World is really difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a kind of a, the, the coolest challenge of Mario Maker is sort of if you fall down that direction and you go, I want to make a very core, very traditional, but very creative and kind of brilliantly fun <clears throat> Mario stage, it doesn't have to be the hardest thing in the world. I think a lot of people got tripped up in that. And it doesn't have to be the flashiest thing in the world. It just has to be fun and Mm -hmm. feel rewarding for the player that can complete it. Um, And that might be with a little bit of resistance where it kills you a few times, or it might be just something you beat on the first try, but you're like, that was really fun. Mm -hmm. But it's not always about uh, one-upping people with the amount of deaths that you can cause or the amount of, you know, auto-playing music levels and stuff like that. There's yeah. yep. nothing to take away from those things. I'm particularly burnt out on them. So I want to see more of the cool traditional stuff, and hopefully there'll be a way to find that.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to just tease one last thing before we take a break and we move on to another topic um, in that I got to play Xenoblade uh, on Wednesday. very in English. in English for the first time, uh, at least for me. I had a really good time. Uh, That game is definitely, if you are a hardcore RPG fan, this is one to uh, basically be awake for and, Mm -hmm. and definitely check out. Uh, we'll be bringing some covers to the site. Just a quick version. I mean, uh, they took me into a save file that was roughly 30 hours in. I got to pilot a skell. It was really fun. Uh, the driving was a little weird uh, when I was actually maneuvering. Like, could you, you can turn into a vehicle and then take off. It was also fun to see the different animals' reactions to it because some animals are actually aggravated mm-hmm. by these big skells, and they come to attack. But I got to customize it. There's a bunch of weapons to choose from and customize. Uh, you have to worry about gas while you're in the middle of fights, so it's something to to uh, to be mindful of. And then what I especially love is that they loaded up a 100-hour save file for me, gave me the most tricked-out skill I could possibly put together, and then they made me fly into the sky to find this one giant dragon enemy that they're like, okay, take a shot at him. And I'm just there like, well, this this can't be good if this is what they want me to do. And lo and behold, I did that. He was a level 99. And he took me out in like two shots. Oh! So even when you are the biggest thing around at a hundred hours, something will always. There's always a bigger always fish, a bigger as fish. Liam Neeson wow. said. Yeah. Uh, that wow. is ready to come get Star you. Wars. Yeah. Uh, th- I hear that movie's coming out. So that's all I'm hopefully gonna say. Hopefully not that movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, hopefully not. Uh, I'm, I'm Misa really excited for that <laughs> for this game. You're a now. And uh, yeah, so hang on uh, to your hats. We'll bring more. Oh, when it in America? Week. I think it's December 3rd. Um, it's early December. Yeah, this game is is coming in, and it's looking really good. So you'll be right about done with Fallout by. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Next you'll have time.
1: Your yeah. December, sure. Yep. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, we'll be right back. Uh, stay with us. We got a break, and we're coming back with more talk of Mitomo. We're here with Per Schneider and Brian Altano. What size was it? So, last week I wasn't here, Brian wasn't here. Yeah, it was awesome. I just wanted to give us a chance to talk a little bit about this Mitomo thing because I heard you said some wise words. You called, I believe, Mitomo uh, Tinder for shy people. Well, it <laughs> should be Tinder for call? shy guys, really. For shy guys. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, they wear yeah. the mask and everything, yeah, too. Yeah. 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 Um, which I think was really smart. So, um, you know, we, we got our first look at Nintendo's first smartphone application with DNA. Uh, We heard rumblings about Nintendo account and how you're going to be able to sign in with Facebook or with Twitter Mm -hmm. or with, you know, social media of choice. My Nintendo, right? My Nintendo, Mm -hmm. which is going to be your place for wheeling and dealing and getting Mm -hmm. all those bargains uh, because you're buying Nintendo software. Plus, you can manage your friends list, so that sounds cool. But the first really? thing that came to my mind, first of all, I think Mitomo can be successful. I'm not going to sit here and be like, Whoa, oh, Nintendo, hogwash! Give me Mario." I think uh, it is very unwise to underestimate this company's ability to take something you didn't think could work as a game and turn it into a game. Like, how many Wii the- Musics has Nintendo really had? One. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like there has been. Yeah. They're pretty smart about how they choose things. But on what the I'm to on,
1: yeah, no. On the flip side, you know, like. The Love Tester was a huge success at a time when people didn't think about a device like that, right? right? The Game & Watch was a huge success. Yeah. The Wii and the motion controls were a huge success. The analog stick was a huge yeah. success. The Rumble Pack, right? The 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 history is littered with these examples where Nintendo did something slightly different, yeah, and then it became part of gaming forever, right? And, and that's right? kind of my thing. And so I, I have a feeling there are some g- great social ideas still slumbering in the minds of the crazy Nintendo creators. It's too that, soon to, that, to drop yeah, a that verdict may have on an impact.
0: Oh, yeah, yep. but I do want to say that the say thing ju- <laughs> Yeah, not in my house. But, but for me, this is the thing that jumped out in my mind. Miitomo, Nintendo account, my Nintendo, are all examples of Nintendo readdressing their online and mm. more specifically, their communication. Yeah. And I just want to take a minute to say this is very important that you guys do not screw this up. Yeah. Let's look at the Nintendo friend experience today. Where the friends list is a very isolated place that not too many games interact with in a, in a meaningful way. In a way that is quick to join, quick to be alerted, quick to understand. Like, And I'm not trying to just draw comparisons to other consoles here. I'm talking just in a general fact. Nintendo consoles, sadly today, the friends list is this isolated wasteland to me mm-hmm. um, that I once in a while check and am never really impressed by. Yeah. Miiverse is this great social idea, but God forbid you say anything personal on it. It is either taken down or you can't have that in your profile. Like, Nintendo is very stringent on what you're allowed to say there. What what do you mean? Hold on. Example, like, what's I said I was in the press in my Nintendo uh, Miiverse account, and that is too hot for Miiverse.
2: Really? Yes. What do you mean? I work at IGN.
0: You get flagged? Yeah. You can't have I have a hidden bio on my on my Nintendo It's hilarious. Uh, Miiverse account which I think is really funny cuz I'm just like even if I wrote I like walks on the beach would that be a problem? Like yeah. I, don't, I don't understand. So
1: Well, yeah, or if you I mean obviously if you talk about your it's sexuality phone, though, or right? anything they're, they're there there're definitely going to There goes that. Yeah.
0: Um and Miiverse as a as a as a platform and again, this is not me turning this into a 100% uh, um, complaint fest. I just want to get these thoughts out there. Me versus a platform rips you out of any game that you're in so that you can post something. Imagine you had to do that with Twitter. I would have given up yeah. a long time ago uh-huh. if I wanted to share something on Twitter through an app and it said oh, you got to take you all the way out to the Twitter app so you can do this, you can do that, so you can do this other thing. It- doesn't work that way. Well, it's funny. I,
2: I, I appreciate that on the on the PS4, just being able to click like PS4 Share, and it just goes. You can upload a, a screenshot to Twitter. You or fill in the
0: text and yeah. you move on. Yeah,
2: yeah. Move on.
1: You, no, I, I agree with you. I mean, the, if you think back to the Xbox 360, I always feel like the 360 nailed the ability to find your friends quickly and invite mm-hmm. them. Right? Like I, I don't join them. I think the Xbox One bungled that. Right? Like 100%. you have this native pop up that like you could get in and out super quickly to see who was online and like invite somebody. Mm-hmm. and it didn't re- It didn't feel like it was taking you out of the game, even though it wasn't built into the game. Yeah. Miiverse definitely feels like you're leaving one browser and going to another browser, <laughs> yes. right? Like, it's not even a tab. It's yeah. like you are getting pulled out of the experience. You get a very different look and feel, and it takes a while, so right? My, and that needs to be something yeah. that gets yeah. improved. Uh, yeah. uh,
2: my, my big concern about all this stuff is like, okay, so I've been asking for an account system for, for ages. Mm-hmm. We all have. I mean, right. that's been a, a, a crux of several Dozen episodes of this show I'm have sure. weaned back into that conversation. Uh, when that account system starts, where does it begin counting? Does it count all the Club Nintendo stuff? I oh, have registered? this is this is
1: about like. You, Brian, the, am I buying Super the Mario Scrooge,
0: Brothers again Brian next the year? Brian the Scrooge McDragonhord? No, I'm hey,
1: here. no, hold on. He's, a, I, he's Smaug of games. Man. No, uh, I'm thinking about it this way. Like, he's uh, all
2: mine. I, I and I did an article on IGN. Uh, I had, this, is, this hasn't been up, updated in a few years yeah. about how I've bought the original Super Mario Brothers yeah. like 11 or 12 times yeah. on 12 different platforms. Now. Yeah, we know yeah. you're Dragon Horde. you right. got it all. But yeah. so where does that start or where does it stop? Like, I mean, does that is that all forgotten now? So when the account system launches, it's like, remember Mario Brothers? You got to buy it again because. I know this time around was the first time they were ever like, they were ever like, "Oh, you bought for the Wii U?" They said you bought Mario Brothers, mm-hmm. so it will only be a dollar to upgrade to the yeah. Wii U version of Mario Brothers. And I was like, "Okay, here's a dollar." The so
0: there's two dollars. So there's yeah, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I mean, there's I'm totally no
1: kidding. technical hurdle. To merge accounts and get that. So, like, if they wanted to in a unified account, they could make that happen. But that Club Nintendo's ownership.
2: gone. It's a picture of Mario sad and Toad's crying in the background, and that's you, it. No, but is, is my data gone too? Is, no, uh, no. I don't, I don't think so. No. You think I, all that stuff's still back there somewhere? Yeah, yeah.
1: I think they tossed out your survey responses because you were
2: just. Always oh, answering you—you you saw it in a gaming magazine or something. That's all gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You no, know, I was—I was really phoned it in for the last year and a half of those. I just yeah. wanted those statues and stuff like that. And yeah. yeah. which is exciting, by the way, that they showed that little shot of like you can do this stuff, register games to collect mm-hmm. digital rewards mm-hmm. and physical rewards. Yep. The fact that they're going back towards that, I honestly thought they—they they would never do physical rewards again. Me too. It's, it seemed like a huge pain in the ass for them to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's really cool to see them kind of say, "Hey, maybe we'll, we'll, you will get another Luigi's Mansion statue."
1: saying and doing are two things though right like they are they did get complaints from hardcore fans when they phased out the physical product stuff Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so maybe this is a little bit of a yeah yeah we want to do that again which is kind of like the appease uh, move, move so we we have to see also what gets done in Japan may not what gets done in the US right. or in the UK well, I that's mean, been the case been like issues, Club right? Nintendo
0: in Japan has infinitely better stuff Europe does better N.O.A. Uh, and Nintendo of America seem to make more careful choices because I think yeah. they just yeah. you know they operate in a way where they want to stay they don't want to blow money on something that they don't think is going to work which yep. is a shame because they are yeah. really very so, hardcore fans I mean, I mean that the want we'll see stuff. we'll yeah.
1: see what happens but I was really
2: surprised to see physical product as Me part of was too because yeah. I, like, uh, I mean the other guys don't do that you know like you don't you don't really get that on PS4 and Xbox One. Every, every now and then they do the sort of thing where they're like, "You've been on Xbox, uh, you've been an Xbox member for ten years." Or here's whatever. a theme. Yeah, here's a theme. Or like, here's a you know, Sony will send out it, a control or something. Like every now and then there's a cool physical reward or something. It, it's very rare.
1: It is very confounding. I mean, like obviously there are like the loot crates out there, right? Yep. Like There are a lot of companies that do that. You guys had the guy on Up at Noon, huh? From Loot Crate.
2: Yeah, we yeah. had one of the guys from from Loot Crate on Up yeah. at Noon just talking about. And I asked him about the Amiibo question about how they linked together with them, no pun intended, and decided to start. <laughs> (laughs) putting out these boxes that had amiibo in them i i figured yeah and it it seems like that's something nintendo would get in on because uh as nintendo's proved by how many million amiibo were sold Mm -hmm. billion amiibo were sold nintendo fans uh, want tangible goods and the only way to get them for a very long time was like jack specific or hot topic or club nintendo now there's amiibo in stores uh side note Hilarious. I read this morning that the uh, Falco amiibo in Mexico is exclusive to Blockbuster video. That's a joke we did on this show. (laughs) (laughs) That's a real thing now. No. How ridiculous is that? We don't
1: even have those stores here, by the way. They're gone. That's pretty amazing. But but the reason I bring up loot crate is like there hasn't been, you know, Microsoft, Sony, or Nintendo. None of them have sat down and said, hey, there could be another tier to our subscription offering where you're getting physical product, right? Like, let's partner with Loot Crate. Every month you get the Xbox box or the PlayStation box. It's going to happen. Right. But it's kind of cool to see Nintendo actually doing this kind of Nintendo-based physical rewards for you know like I mean it is Club Nintendo if, too if Nintendo did a box it, it was
2: $30 like. a month and it was a t-shirt an Amiibo a couple of stickers and a piece of paper that had a. down people
0: would still be complaining on the internet that they didn't get something well
2: people complain on the internet for I mean I think when I took but, this when I took this job people told me uh, people if you gave if you gave the internet a, 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 a wheelbarrow of money they'd complain that the wheelbarrow was too expensive I think you told me that on my first day I don't
1: or know. it was too
0: heavy yeah, or he, or he whatever. doesn't remember like, it oh, sounds, this too heavy. Let, me, let me swing us back though a little bit to just this idea of communication, I mean, I I really think they need to be careful here. Like, I think that right now where they're at in the online game has set them back yeah. to a degree that, you know, one more screw up of this capacity, I think to me just kind of eliminates them in a lot of people's minds because mm-hmm. they can't be taken seriously. Well, it's point.
2: why I talked about the the like uh, Sony and Microsoft, and I don't want to keep comparing them to, to no, anybody because I mean, uh, there's, like, yeah. there's certain things they're competitors there's certain things Nintendo does its own beats its own drum too. but when the new consoles were announced everyone said my 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 gamer score and my trophy score better carry over all that mm-hmm. stuff better carry over I heard people being like hey I was I remember asking Will Tuttle who used to work here I was like hey what if they don't bring the uh, gamer score thing and he's like what no, no,
0: they well, have. They have to. For yeah. context, for to. folks, like he has one of the highest gamer scores of anyone sure. who worked in press, and
2: he <laughs> couldn't even. Un- f- he
0: couldn't fathom the idea of that
2: stuff not carrying no. over. And I think a lot of people at Microsoft were like, "We can't screw those people over." But at Nintendo, like, are they going to hit reset on a lot of this stuff? Like, we've been doing this. We've been buying games for years from them digitally. And there's no track record to that. And that's so kind of th- scary, right? Th-
1: think about what a great selling point it would be for the NX to say, hey, do you remember all those classic games you bought on the Wii? You can now play them on here for free because you already own them. I think yep. that's a great upsell, right? Yeah. Just like the concept of the Wii U was you can use your Wii
2: controllers. You don't
1: have to rebuy every controller again. That was a smart like, upsell. Yeah, it's a, it's a smart
2: idea. And I I mean, I would hope that they do that, but there's just no telling. I mean, right I was now. playing I was playing Flow and Flower at the launch of the PS4, yeah, because they were cross-buy games. I forgot I had bought six years before, Mm -hmm. and they had up, you know, they res them for in some cases, and other games like uh, you can just play them. Things like sound shapes just played across the board, but that means that on day one when buying that console, I had a little library sitting there, and I'm like, that's pretty cool. Like to be able to do that that with the NX is a great feeling
0: at a launch to have a bunch of stuff ready to go. And uh, granted. We talk about it like it, it is. It is an awesome thing to have, but so many things have to be lined up in a row. Like there right. have to be people already talking about doing this in order for it to happen. You just you don't just magically flip a switch and a game that worked on PS3 magically works on PS4. No. And I think that's still the case, or that's going to be the case with an X. If any of this stuff crosses over, if any digital purchases work, it's not going to be that simple. But hopefully, you're getting a bunch of those. Um, I just I really am just hopeful that they are very careful here that they invest like, in infrastructure. Yeah, and they're investing in infrastructure mm-hmm. and then also like I feel like one of the one times they got communication really right um and it ultimately went away. Do you guys remember Swapnote? Yeah. Yeah. Swapnote was this cool idea where you're using this you know your 3DS to draw a picture to send to all your friends. They can draw responses and answers. And there was an incident in Japan, sadly involving a minor and an adult, and Nintendo pulled a plug on the entire thing yep. because of that incident. Um, now, I'm, I'm quickly summarizing. I'm sure there are more details here. And Nintendo has always been very adamant that they are a safe space because they understand that they court a younger consumer. Yeah, But at the same time... You know whatever Mitomo is, you know be safe in how you approach it, but don't hamstring the rest of us because of this insistence to be very careful for it's, for the younger market. It's it's
1: really risky, right? O- obviously, the moment minors are on connected devices, whether it's a, a laptop or a phone, and you know a lot of kids now use their parents' iPads too. You know there is the risk that they will connect with someone, right? And right. that's where you have to invest in smart parent tools. Parenting tools. You have to invest in education that parents know where those touch, touch points w- w- are, and I feel like Nintendo has always shied away from the education part and always leaned on the no, we're not going to allow discussion. We're not like they've the always they've attitude. always tried to sell themselves as the safe platform, right, and the wholesome kind of family targeted machines. But I think the I think the target audience doesn't care. Well, it's a, it's a Par- lot. Parents don't see that as such a great advantage no. to actually go and buy those machines and. So at that po- that point you are not winning the game. It's
2: right? a lot like medicine, right? Yeah. Like I like I for in the last year I developed crappy allergies out of mm-hmm. nowhere and it's probably because i live in the bay area and things are weird in the area. because you're notice. from jersey or from jersey i mean garbage on camera That's on camera only <laughs> um but allergy medicine is like it comes in you know these uh 12 things on one sheet with this metal behind it that you have to peel back the thing like yeah all medicine is designed at the off chance that a child will eat the entire thing yeah um but i don't have kids and I probably won't for a while. So why don't they sell me a version of that same medicine that I can just open? Like, why don't you sell one version that's like, I have kids, and another version that's like, I don't. Just give me a thing that I can open up and take and take the medicine. Nintendo operates on the same on the same wavelength yeah. where they go, something something might happen here. And I'm like, not in my house. That
1: literally never happened to me. Yeah, like that's yeah. a Matumbo yeah. response. Yeah, yeah.
2: Not in my house. That's, in a, my that's an
1: interesting comparison. You know, obviously, uh, with medicine, is a little different. Like, you know, if you lost your medicine in the street and a kid could could get to it, that would be an issue still, right? right. Like, even if you know how to handle
0: it. By the way, Brian, to... Brian, Brian it's, not, you...
1: it's not that hard. If you want me to show you how to get the medicine out, it's No, I get it. It's just yeah, okay.
0: you also teach It should kids be easier not to eat stuff from the <laughs> ground. No, for no, sure. You know when
2: you're sick and you're like, oh, I got to – and it's a pain in the ass. It's an extra thing you have to think about. Because you're you're sick and you're fiddling with like a, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, for sure. But it, and it is a little bit like the, you know, if if something is if something is dangerous, getting rid of it is is obviously not the solution, right? Right. Uh, with, yeah. with with a lot of things, right? We want to watch Tarantino movies, you know, and like the solution is not a kid could see it, therefore it shouldn't exist. Right, right. And so that that was Nintendo's solution thus far. Uh, and I feel like it's definitely evolved and changed, right? Conker's Bad Fur Day exists. Mm-hmm. That is, like, the most risky project they've ever backed because it looks like a kid's game, but it clearly isn't, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean... They've never gone never gone back to that well obviously. No, I mean, it's because I think they they didn't advertise this game very much. I either, went back right? and
2: I went back and, and played that again via rare replay recently, yeah. which is like I, I think if you know if you're an Xbox 1 and you're a Nintendo fan, go back and find that cuz it's like secretly this Nintendo compilation they never put out. <laughs> um, cuz it's it's rare drives such a truck through or uh, basically yeah, Nintendo the, history. The Nintendo yeah. history. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I'm floored that that's a thing that happened. Like, still, in tw- imagine the discussions that had to be, have been had with I cannot Japan believe it. in 2015. In looking yeah. back on that game, and usually you look back on things and you go, Man. "Well, that was pretty tame. Maybe I thought wrong." I'm like, "No, that's that is really crazy that they got." Like, I mean, there's there's like there's dragons in that game that are smoking joints and stuff like that. <laughs> you bounce on a sunflower's boobs to get to the next. It's like it's crazy. It's completely insane. Yeah. But Nintendo was like. Yeah, yeah, sure. Go for it. I, th- I would love to hear the full story someday on how that got right?
1: actually greenlit because it started its life as a cutesy, truly
2: cutesy game, right? Yeah, he like, was a, po- day, Conquer so. was a one. Conquer Pocket Tales was a Game Boy Color game where but, he was like, I gotta click so it.
1: But the but the learning from that <laughs> Then he grew up. I, I, I was I was hoping the learning from that game was the world didn't end. Yeah. There weren't probably weren't many upset parents. Right, and so Goldeneye, and and so yeah, there was a way to to create these types of games and educate the audience to say, "Hey, you know, this family like shows like Family Guy and South Park are also not for five year olds, and they're animated." And like you know, obviously, media um, and movies and television have evolved, and like that that hasn't happened yet with Nintendo and the core tools yet. It's it has to happen now. Yeah. This is no way around I feel like the moment they that, are
0: on mobile, the moment they are on mobile devices, yeah, you get one chance at a first evolve. impression on mobile. And if you're serious about courting those people and they're exp- and them wanting to try a Nintendo yep. experience, you have to make sure that that experience is a good one. And I will say, I think that around Wii U time. Mm-hmm. I wasn't at this company then, but people were sitting in rooms saying, they have to get it right this time. And you know what? They didn't. So I, I, I'm i not I'm not trying to paint a picture of Doom yeah. and Loom. My only feedback for Nintendo, and if Nintendo, if you're listening, which sometimes you do, you have to take this communication thing very seriously because right. if you're going to give people a limited version of that stuff, I feel like you're ultimately shooting yourselves in the foot. And... Trying to court people over to your devices for those experiences, for things that they can do with friends, will be a problem. This generation, games like Splatoon, which should have opt in features for voice chat, don't have them. Games like Triforce Heroes, which do make some great progress on this game of charades with pictures Mm -hmm. and, and tiles, still become frustrating because you don't have that collaborative communication to just jump in and tell your friends, hey, over there, buddy. Like, I think they really need to adjust that. If you look at their games, they just haven't been that good at them. They found creative ways around them, yeah. and I appreciate them, but I think it's time.
1: Well, yeah, and, and things like StreetPass are obviously an example of them Great trying example. something to connect people in new ways. They just oh, yeah. don't make it easy then to follow up and find common interests and and create the parental controls that make everybody feel better about it at, at Nintendo. But um Yeah, I mean it's 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 going to be interesting to be on a platform like mobile phones and having a game like Mitomo that is all about the connection between people. Mm -hmm. And so like I I do see that as a step of of things changing. Mm -hmm. I think the the universal account system, right, like going with an established mobile developer to create something that connects all these devices is also a sign that it has to get easier. And then I you know, we all know Nintendo has looked at the rise and fall of social games, which reminder, some of these some of the worst games ever made got the highest player numbers in the heyday of Facebook gaming because of the Armville? because of the ability to out knockoffs right that is Harvest Moon Online because of the ability to quickly invite friends right. and for games to go viral and that is absent with the Wii U. It is hard for me to find Brian for a game of Splatoon mm-hmm. right, and that that has to be fixed. I come on, like it cannot not be fixed for yeah, it. Totally is, right. Yeah, you're totally right.
0: Yeah, and some of it is a cultural issue where, for example, look at PlayStation 3's online. Like mm-hmm. That is an example of Japan driving the bus on how those things were communicating. So notifications, certain things happening in the background weren't mm-hmm. pushed to the forefront, where I feel like SCEA stepped in and said, listen, mm-hmm. this is not what people expect. Yep. We, if we're taking online seriously, let's redo this. Yeah, and n- so ultimately, I hope that Japan is open to those conversations. In this case, but so far we have no indicator either way. I'm just hopeful to see how it comes along.
1: It's, I think that the, the telltale signs are there because modern Nintendo games have improved a lot of things, right? Just like even the ability to see, uh, co- like you know, comments in in Mario and Mario Maker as well, right? Like they have all these features now where you can feel like they're loosening up. They still have you know. They still have a lot of control over what gets posted. You want to see me
0: verse? Yeah, come along, you yeah. y- <laughs> pair. No, like I mean, we're going to the me The page. Nintendo
1: police are scary. It's scarier <laughs> than the Disneyland police. Like, Never get out during in the Pirates of the Caribbean right. ride, right? Yeah. Um, Mickey comes over, is like, oh boy, I'm to <laughs> take you in. Um, but you have, um but you, you, it's scary to get slapped by the Nintendo police. Like you posted a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and you posted so, where you were. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Say goodbye to your bio, but, kid. But the but the basic building blocks for a better connected experience are there, and you see it more and more in in the newer games. It's just they haven't taken the big step and added things like voice chat that you know yep. are persistent and good. Yep.
0: Last thing I want to point out is when we talked to Hideki Kono, who was the producer on Mario Kart 8, we brought to his attention that the limited communication features, like not even being able to sort of signal to friends when you had a game open to them, yeah. so that they mm-hmm. can join, was an issue and he like he said over and over yeah we're very sorry about that we are definitely taking a harder look at that i hope that what kono said to me then wasn't just appeasement but rather true that Mm -hmm. this is in fact them sort of taking a step back seeing what people didn't like there and finding ways to make it better yeah i hope so too all right well we got to go thank you very much for listening to nintendo voice chat we are a weekly show on ign but we are not the only podcast on ign in fact there is a new show about fallout so if you are a fan and you want to uh Trek Through the Wasteland with Vault IGN. You should do that. We also have IGN1, which is a brand new channel on IGN where you can watch a bunch of content. Some of it live, some of it pre-taped, but it is all video games almost all the time. Why don't you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, the idea was to, usually when we have our live streams, they kind of, you know, there's an article that promotes it. We want to find a new home for our live content. We do, you know, about three days a week we live stream games already on IGN. So if you go to IGN.com slash IGN1 or even just Slash one, whatever you want, uh, you land on this page where there's always video playing. There's a chat, uh, but what we can do with this that we're really excited about it, is we can actually we could rebroadcast an episode of NVC with us being in the chat and answering questions That's live, right. or you know with future live episodes of the show, you can directly interact with us through uh, through that as well. So. First, we want to get the tech behind it right. We put it out. It's, it's kind of a, a, a beta. We're testing it. So do check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, we're making a couple of replacements next week, even to the player. And then when it's stable, we'll do a lot more programming that is about live interaction. And Up at Noon is a great example of a yeah. show that already takes questions and suggestions on the air and has banter going on with the fan base. That's so, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We so, do
2: that show every Thursday at noon right here on IGN or on Twitch. or What's at, at Noon. noon. It's at noon. Huh? Yeah, people are always like, "What times your show on?" Yeah, I'm like, it's funny. Well, it's aren't it's, our, it's yeah. noon here, but it's probably somewhere weird. It's three o'clock right. in New York. Yeah, it's yes. not noon. I know yeah. it's noonish. Yeah. I know
0: it's not even noonish.
2: So yeah, I do that show, and I'm also on Podcast Beyond, which is uh, a PlayStation podcast with Max Scoville. Marty Sleva and Andrew
0: Goldfarb. We yeah. had very good time. think about who's on the show. It's been a long week. Not, it has yeah. been a long week. Yeah. All right. Uh, you can also leave us feedback. Head on over to iTunes and leave us a show review or email us, nvc at ign.com. We are always eager and listening to hear what you have to say. Lastly, you can find us on Twitter. You can find the brappiest of Brap men, Brian Altano at Agent Bizzle. You can find the Guten Tag. Uh, wait, what did he say in, in German earlier? No, can I'm not you say it right. correctly? No, we're, not. we're not repeating the that. The children
1: here, really, we're not allowed to say pickle in German. Okay. Uh,
0: <laughs> Pear IGN. Is All right. Where you find me, Jose. You can find Pear there. And lastly, you can find myself, Jose underscore Ortero, on Twitter. Thank you very much for listening. And we will be back next week with more Nintendo Wish